Good morning. Good morning, Rich. How are you? All right. How are you? I'm doing okay. I am fully caffeinated. Well, there you go. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm we and we and, headache, and we were, it's all good. Oh, that's not all good. I know how that goes. <laughs> but at least we remembered. You remembered, I should say, that we needed to do the podcast today. So, seemed like a good thing to do. Yes, sir. Well, then let's uh, get to it so you can get some uh, rest for your headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we are progressing in the book of Acts, and we'll be uh, looking at the rest of, well, not the rest of, we'll look at the story of Stephen. Um, the last time we were in the first part of the book of Acts, and we looked at the problems that came up in the church as it grew and the necessity of uh, naming uh, what would later be called deacons uh, to handle the, the administration of the physical ministry of the uh, distribution of food to widows so that the overseers or the apostles, I should say, could focus their attention on, um, on the ministry of the, of the word and prayer. And so in the second half of chapter six and all of chapter seven, uh, we see the account of Stephen uh, <clears throat> who was one of the seven chosen to do that in in Acts six five, uh, Luke describes him uh, as a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. He's the the first of the seven listed, and then in verse eight he says, "Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people." Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called. Uh, Jews from Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Cilicia and Asia. And these men began to argue with Stephen, but they could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. Uh, the newer um, the newer edition of the NIV renders that, that they uh, could not um, stand against the wisdom the spirit gave him. So then... Uh, when they when they had those struggles, it goes on to tell us that they secretly persuaded some false witnesses to bring a- accusations against them. So he's dragged before the uh, before the whole Sanhedrin, and uh, they ask him if the charges are true. The high priest asks him if the charges are true, and he takes that opportunity then, in the midst of this persecution, uh, facing these false accusations, to spread the gospel. So he replies by connecting them and him with their uh, common history in, in the faith as children of Abraham. And so um, he, he says, listen to me, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia. And so he, he emphasizes this uh, commonality with our father and, and looking at their common history. And he walks through what God does in Abraham and, and Moses and uh, the children of Israel. And so much of this that he spells out is pointing forward to Christ. Uh, he, he brings up that Moses says that, uh, um, that God will bring up, uh, will raise up a prophet just like me from among you and you'll listen to him. And, and uh, so he goes through all of this, uh, connection of the old testament to christ and then he finishes by uh, basically condemning them for rejecting christ Uh, verse 51 
says, you stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You're just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your fathers did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you've betrayed and murdered him. You who have received the law that was put into effect through angels would have not obeyed it. So he's, uh, he's making it clear that, that what happened in Israel in their apostasy was they had the, they had the law, they had the prophets. They chose to disobey and to uh, make idols for themselves. And now he's accusing the Sanhedrin and the leaders here of doing the exact same thing by rejecting the one that they, uh, that the prophets had foretold. And uh, so he makes this connection and, and he kind of emphasizes there uh, in verse 53 that they had received the law. So of all the people on earth, these are the ones who should have known Christ. They should have recognized Jesus as Messiah. They should have received him. Uh, and just as we read in, in uh, John 1 11, he came to that which was his own, but his own received him not. So he, he, he came, sorry, I got a little King Jamesy right there, <laughs> but he, you know, he came not only to humanity, but he came specifically to uh, his own uh, nation, his own family of Israel, uh, his own line. And while they had the law that pointed toward him, that directed them to the grace of God in Christ, uh, they rejected him. And so this accusation then leads to the stoning of Stephen. Uh, verse 54 says, when they heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. Uh, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, uh, uh, look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their lungs, they all rushed him, dragged him out in the city and began to stone him. And meanwhile, the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. We're going to see Saul come up. Uh, we'll later call him Paul, but uh, he's going to, to be a major player through the rest of the book of Acts. So this sort of introduces him and not in a positive light, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, verse 59 says, while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul was there giving approval to his death. So there's, a, uh, there's just such a weight um, throughout, starting, not just starting here, Jesus talked about it, but there's such a, a weight on the necessity of understanding that we as Christ followers will face persecution. Persecution is part of it. And if we're not facing persecution, then we're probably not being very uh, closely aligned with Christ. The world hated Christ. They'll hate his followers. So they'll be, the world will be comfortable with a cultural Christianity. They'll be com comfortable with a Christianity that doesn't challenge them. Uh, but when we see Stephen presenting the truth of the scriptures, it ends with a confrontation. And sometimes we uh, shy away from confrontation for fear of persecution, for fear we're going to turn people away. Uh, Stephen does not. He says, look, you had the choice. You rejected Christ. You're stiff-necked. You're, you're not willing to listen. And that resulted in them turning on him and... Um, and the result was death. So 
if we as Christ followers think that somehow we're not supposed to face persecution and even death, then we're not reading the same Bible. I mean, I think we, uh, you know, there have been a few times uh, at real life when um, once a month we'll talk about, uh, we'll have a mission moment and we'll talk about uh, what our missionaries are doing uh, all over the world. And, uh, you know, even our missionaries where they, where they are, they're, they're not necessarily places where there is so much persecution going on, but you think about other people uh, right. in different countries where it's, I mean, your, your Christianity is grounds to be killed. Um, and I think we kind of take that for granted, especially here in, in North America or this part of the world. Right. Um, for us, our persecution may be, you know, maybe mockery. Right. Uh, you could potentially face lawsuits uh, in, in, in increasing manner. You may end up seeing the uh, loss of business or loss of career. You may have to give up promotions and so on. Um, or friendships or right. family ties or whatever. But uh, but a time yeah. is coming when we will have to face the, the physical persecution as well. Uh, we, we know that in the last days that um, it's going to become increasingly dark. And right. uh, and that's that's a hard thing for us to recognize that right. or before it's over. Before Christians are taken out, we are going to face persecution and it's going to increase. And we need to recognize that. It's not exactly a warm, fuzzy subject, but uh, it's it's reality. And I think it is important to talk about. Um, yes, I, I think when we when we pretend otherwise, when we act like the Christian life is is about having the best in this life, that you know, your best life now or whatever way you want to spend that. Right. Then I think we miss the point that. Uh, the joy that Stephen felt was overwhelming. I mean, he, mm -hmm. he doesn't die in misery. He dies in, in joy. And that's only because his focus is on Christ and not on the circumstances. Right. Okay. Well, I'm excited to talk about that and hear more about it on uh, Sunday. So we will uh, stop there for today and uh, be sure to check back in with us on, on Sunday morning around 10 Oh four. Uh, I think we've finally gotten some of our uh, video issues worked out for on Sunday mornings. So be sure to check out our Facebook page and uh, YouTube uh, live on Sunday mornings at 10.04. And then the podcast or the sermon will be posted here on the podcast as well. So be sure to check that out. And Rich, I hope you feel better. <laughs> I'm glad you're caffeinated. I am very caffeinated. <laughs> All right, everyone. We thank you for listening and we will catch you later.